Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to UNCFM 93.5 here in Birmingham, 105.1 in London and Luton and South England. Mashallah. My name is Kathleen Roach-Nagy. I'm with you for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, and we're here today with uh, Azar talking about buying a house, evaluations. Mashallah, he's got a lot of knowledge. As I said to you previously, he's about to have his own show soon. And um, please do... Um, take down his name number when he comes on the show you'll be able to ring in the studio and ask him questions the studio number is 0121 772-8892 and his name is Azar Sharif and he'll be starting his own show very very soon inshallah he's already a chartered surveyor and a chartered building engineer so lots of qualica- qualifications which we spoke about o- also and maybe he'll touch about that in his own show is about how to um, get this knowledge across to parents about his career so that it could be a career path for your children to go into inshallah so, uh, welcome back, uh, Azar. It's great having you back again at uh, uh, the second part of the show. We were talking a lot uh, before the show about surveys and um, evaluations, etc., that has come out of it. And we were having a little chat over the break about issues. And I think maybe we should um, let our listeners talk about uh, hear yeah. about what we were saying Very about good. issues yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. So there's issues that can differ, uh, can happen. So I know we don't want to have time to go into today to specific issues, and you'll probably do this in the show, but if you can give us kind of a broad overview first of what are the kind of issues that people come up with? Okay, and there's all types of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one which is called really the boundary dispute. You'll get the neighbour building a mm-hmm. fence, a fence and he's encroaching your land and that always becomes quite personal and can become very expensive if it ever goes to court so we always try our best to avoid court at in all circumstances what would normally happen is you'd your fence would be there for so many years next door are getting their garden done mm-hmm. they're probably putting a block paving in and suddenly what, what you find is they move a hedgerow or something and they'll put a fence a bit more you think it could be a bit more on your side than on their side mm-hmm. then it normally becomes very very personal so when mm-hmm. we go there you know we've had some in- instances but the the best thing to do if you ever get an instance is to try to stay polite with your neighbor because it always becomes a personal mm-hmm. issue and a bit of a vendetta that's what I've, I've found in my experience um, but there's there's no reason to get really upset about it. The best thing to do is if you're on talking terms with your um, neighbour, is just appoint again a surveyor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use a chartered surveyor. That's something that we do on a regular basis. We would come out, bring our laser tape measure out, get out the drawings, get out land registry drawings, and we'd kind of then we could do a joint report for both parties. Mm-hmm. Saves money. Then get into independent reports. But sometimes the neighbours will want to get their own reports done. And that way, you'll mark out the boundaries and you'll know pretty quick um, what you need to do and who is in the right, who is in the wrong, and what can be agreed going forward. Sometimes people will go to a solicitor, which is a good thing, but sometimes the the solicitor will simply just revert it back to surveyors like us, Mm -hmm. party wall surveyors, um, and they'll ask the question is, you know, where does my client stand? So sometimes it's good to go direct to see where you stand before incurring costs. Yeah to have that and where would yeah. you go for the, the land register would would you get that as part of yeah, your team I mean, or yeah, would, would we, should the, yeah, the household have that already yeah I mean nowadays deeds don't really what's more important than deeds nowadays really is the um, land registry mm-hmm. it's what's registered in lands registry is, is who's the ownership of certain properties and boundaries 
Um, you can get them online, very cheap. It's only around six pound, twelve pound. Mm-hmm. It's not expensive at all. But mm-hmm. normally, as surveys, we could get that mm-hmm. um, online, and we can see your see your boundaries from there. We mm-hmm. can go out and do a report, so you know straight away. But it is a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. I've had instances whereby one party is starting to do some works. I mean, the other thing to consider is if you are doing any works or your neighbour doing some works, you if it's within three meters boundary. Um, your neighbour may have got planning permission for an extension. Um, what they need to do bef- by law, they need to um, serve on you a party wall notice, which mm-hmm. again surveyors would do. It's one of our so one of our busy sections, one of our business, very busy at this precise mm-hmm. time. A lot of people are doing extensions at the moment. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. buying houses; they're expanding the existing properties. Mm-hmm. And the party now, if someone is building an extension next door, say, it's onus is on them to serve a notice on you to inform you um, what works they are doing mm-hmm. and whether you need to uh, employ a survey a surveyor mm-hmm. for instance if next door is doing next say Mr. Mr. Khan next door is doing an extension yeah. he needs to serve on you a party wall notice now to inform you what works he's doing when he's going to do it how long you know, it will take him to and whether it's going to affect your property and you are in your right to get your own surveyor and the person who was doing the work, they have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, that's they have to pay for it. Um, what is also a consideration is sometimes the person who's doing the extension, they will have a joint surveyor. Mm-hmm. That's only if you accept that. If the person on the other side who's not doing the work, he can he can insist on his own surveyor, mm-hmm. and and the fees are payable by the person who's doing the works. But the party wall is very, very important. And it's a very simple process. It's not mm-hmm. an expensive process. I mean, it's a very good piece of legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's designed to, to be quick, mm-hmm. to get things done quickly. And it solves a lot of issues. I've heard of a lot of issues of people that haven't had this done and then the work has started and then things may start uh, um, happening, if to, especially if it is uh, attached or if it's terrace and leaking into another person's house or and then this whole the, the water comes in down the, down the walls and the carpet is ruined and it becomes big expense then because they say that piece of carpet can't be changed but the whole down floor needs to be changed or something or up floor. So yeah. it's, it grows it's and grows. <laughs> it can get very messy and that's why keep it simple get a surveyor in as soon as possible um, and before any works are done normally um, the surveyor would come in and do a precondition survey mm-hmm. let's just say they're building in an extension next door they'll be putting in foundations um, so what would happen is the surveyor would come in and do a precondition survey of the property just to make sure that there's a, a document of the condition of the property then yep. prior to any works commencing and after the works are completed there would be another survey just to make sure there's no issues. Mm-hmm. So really it's as simple as that. There, and you get two surveyors on either side or you get one joint one. So that's really very, very simple legislation. Mm-hmm. And if you stick to the rules, it's very, very simple. Really good. And that's mm-hmm. something that we need to know and think about, um, getting that there to know your boundaries, to know exactly what what are you responsible for, what are you responsible for when if you're doing an extension what may include over your neighbours and as you say keep that conversations going the smiley faces going all yes. the time <laughs> because you don't want an argument with your neighbour no. over something that is yeah. uh, trivial or smaller yeah. or a piece of, uh, a 
plant mm. a tree in the wrong place. Yeah, because mm. I mean, if you right from the start, if you do it right, keep on good terms, you can normally solve these issues very quickly. Mm. But sometimes it can become a, a bit of a monster mm. if if it if you don't don't deal with it in the right way mm-hmm. right at the start but I've seen some issues where there's been physical punch-ups the police have had to come up really? and stop it yes yeah, right. it becomes very personal so but it doesn't have to be that's yeah. the worst thing about it so what would happen is say if you have a neighbor next door and they have planted trees or that boundary hedge and brought it a bit into your property and you're kind of aware of this but you didn't bother with it because you weren't planning to sell you're living there but now all of a sudden you're thinking oh okay now I need to move whatever my own situation is um, will the surveyor point out that or will they go along with that boundary that the neighbours put in that new planted trees there will they will the surveyor take that on board when I again there's an, another advantage of getting a survey done it's a mm. very good question Kathleen um very importantly, if you have a property that you're selling and you know that the neighbour has done something and he's b- encroached your boundary, you need to inform the surveyor when it comes to when it comes to selling your property. Because unless he's been told in reality, unless you highlight the issue, mm-hmm. um, he might he might overlook it. Unless you tell him that there's a concern, so mm-hmm. the best person to inform the surveyor, unless you're telling specifically you've got you're concerned about the boundaries. Because um, this would normally come up when you're selling the property. Mm-hmm. Now, un- unless a surveyor points it out, unless you point it out to the surveyor, you y- may be missed, and that's what could happen. That could affect the market value of a property sometimes. Mm-hmm. Something as silly as that. I mean, for instance, I've had issues whereby the neighbour has built a boundary wall, um, but it's affected the neighbour because he can't park his car on the property. And car parking is a big issue, off-road parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's come to a stage by one of the neighbours has built a wall and stops the other person um, parking on the on the off-road parking, on the driveway, it could impact uh, market value by 5-10%. So mm-hmm. sometimes, depending on which part of the country it is, mm-hmm. how many, for instance, on the other extreme, if it was London, yeah. can you imagine the impact it would have if you can't yeah. park your car on the road because that's a massive issue that could affect the market value by 20% 30% yeah. mm-hmm. so all these issues are very very important to consider mm. when you're either buying a property or selling a property mm-hmm. but again the surveyor should point these issues out but if you do see your neighbour doing something it's always best to well, probably speak to the neighbour very mm. politely, mm-hmm. but then that you know, whether how that turns out to be, I don't know. But then mm. get a surveyor in and keep it friendly. Mm. Just say, I just I'm doing some work. I'm getting a surveyor in and just mm. just check the boundaries out. Good, good. So it's always best to have that leak property, and probably the surveyor would, when you go back to the paperwork, once pointed out, has that paperwork anyway in the land agreement originally of the the cutoff points. So he'd be able to highlight that in his report that the original land boundaries were here to here um, but again we, it may be something that might be for overlooked if you didn't point it out because th- as you say how would they know if they weren't told it's yeah, a very I valid mean, point yeah yeah um, unless you sometimes specifically tell the surveyor mm. um, when you so it's just something just to consider sometimes mm. you can miss the obvious but a surveyor if he's doing a full survey of the property that should all be within the report anyway mm-hmm. so you're generally covered but it's good to point out if you are aware that there's an issue Mm-hmm. Good. So there's different evaluations and surveys to have there. So we have uh, around the land boundaries for uh, for a house, 
maybe for business as well. Maybe some of our listeners listening in today are thinking of um, a business or purchasing a business or expanding our business. And maybe, inshallah, Allah has given them the, some prosperity and they're expanding somewhere and they're thinking of this and getting a business. What advice would you give them if it was a business or a factory? Yeah. Now, the business is a is a completely different ball game, mm. but generally the same rules. Mm. Um, if you're looking to buy a commercial business, now what's classed as commercial? It could be just bare land, it could be an office, it could be a shop, it could be industrial property, it could be offices, you could be looking to rent, you could be looking to buy, when I say buy, buying the freehold. Um, it's very, very straightforward if you follow the rules, follow the guidance. Again, get a chartered surveyor, you'll and and instruct the surveyor and you need to explain to the surveyor what you're looking for if you're looking to say buy a shop mm -hmm. so you would need to get a survey done you can get a valuation done or you can get a, a survey valuation report done or you can get a structure report done depending on the age and depending on what you're looking to do mm -hmm. if you're looking to rent out a shop for instance mm -hmm. you your biggest your the biggest thing you need to consider you'll be taking on a commercial lease and normally, in simple terms, you need to establish what the market rent is. That's just say the rent is, say, £10,000 per, per annum. Mm -hmm. That could be by the commercial estate agent who's looking to um, dispose of the lease. A lease is just a simple contract. So that's all it is. And a lease can be varied by, um, by both parties. just a simple contract. Um, the things to consider in a shop, for instance, or any commercial property is... Be, which which a lot of people tend to fall fall down on is when you take on a lease very very importantly always get a schedule or condition done which is a really it's like an inventory of the property it's it's like a condition of the property the state you take it in because mm -hmm. I've seen instances whereby the at the end of the lease um, you may have agreed a rent of say ten thousand pounds per annum and if you haven't had a schedule condition ascertain the condition of the property which is which is normally attached to, to the lease is that there'll be a dilapidation claim at the end of the lease from the landlord St and these can go up to a lot of money I've had instances whereby the rent is only 10,000 per annum but they've served a dilapidation the landlord has at the end of the lease mm -hmm. saying that they're owed 100,000 pounds yeah and I've seen that and I've seen a lot of claims like that I've dealt with them most of my career mm -hmm. so a lot of people do not know about these these things that you need to consider in commercial property you can make good money but you can lose a lot of money a lot quicker mm -hmm. if it's not done properly mm -hmm. so but I think commercial property is good if it's done right it's it's mm -hmm. generally higher risk I mean there could be house multiple occupancy mm -hmm. businesses but there's all types mm -hmm. so really I think the when I was at school at university doing the course I think 90 90% was all about commercial Really? All about commercial. Mm. Yeah, ten percent was probably about residential. Mm -hmm. So commercial, we are surveyors are generally, if you're depending on your experience, but my experience is mostly commercial. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, we have other chaps in the office doing the residential stuff. Mm -hmm. But the commercial is the I would say in simple terms, before signing a lease, get a survey done and get a schedule of condition done, mm -hmm. which has to be agreed and acknowledged by the landlord and the tenant. Mm. End of the lease is a dilapidation claim, which can be a lot of money. Because in effect, the landlord will say, you need to put back the property 
in the in no worse condition how you took it say 10 years ago when you first took on the lease mm-hmm. or five years ago so these are the main considerations you need to consider mm-hmm. in a lease i'll talk about a different show but there's certain things you need to consider the rent mm-hmm. there's a rent review and so for instance rent review is every so many years you'll agree in the lease mm-hmm. um the rent will increase yeah by certain percentages it could just be a market rent mm-hmm. again you get surveyors involved then you look at the repair liabilities you can have mm-hmm. FRI which is fully repairing and insuring or you can have internal repairing only all these mm-hmm. kind of things you need to consider in a lease the length of a lease mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so all these type of things um, make a difference to the type of to the type of um, deal you can end up doing with the mm-hmm. landlord yeah so it sounds very complicated there. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of listeners tuned in and, and listening to every word you say when you, when you do your own programs because I, I'm there thinking, wow, I wasn't expecting all of this. It's, it sounds much more complicated than than a house, of course, when you're going into a property. So you really need to have that proper information there and somebody doing that survey. I didn't uh, even consider that there could be such a thing afterwards that you pay this uh, lump sum dilapidation. Yeah, 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 it's a very big thing because I've seen a lot of people fall down unfortunately mm-hmm. we've spent a lot of time unfortunately in court or disputes mm-hmm. with dilapidation claims so it's one to really to watch out for mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I would really consider it I mean but commercial property you can make good money if you do it right mm-hmm. but again to obtain to buy a commercial property normally it's much more difficult to get commercial lending the interest mm-hmm. rates are a lot higher generally speaking mm-hmm. um, so it's something to think about if you do if you do the interest thing, mm-hmm. you know, I would have different yeah. thoughts. So if, yeah. if, if, if yeah. you buy, if you do buy property, um, with commercial property, you tend to have a lot of opportunities. You can get planning permission, get change of use. Again, I'll talk about in our shows from offices, you can get permitted development where you don't need planning permission as such to change into apartments. Nowadays, a lot of people are doing um, house and multiple occupancy <laughs> mm-hmm. reports. So it's one shop, it's like one house, we'll have six rooms in there. Mm. Anything above six rooms you need planning permission for, but that seems to be a big thing with the asylum seekers at the moment. Right. But again, but you need you, but you need a HMO license, and people can get fined if you don't do things right commercially. And commercially, you have to do things right; otherwise, it's very, very risky business mm. if it's not done right. Wow, so there's a lot there to talk about. Uh, so for properties, we've talked about houses. What about land? Uh, if you're buying a piece of land to um, Maybe, I don't know, you might well, want it for future, for thinking yeah, of your children in the future yeah, and you have a bit of money now and you're yeah, thinking of just buying that. And very good. I think land is a fantastic investment. And again, it's all about location, mm-hmm. location, location. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy an acre of land, for example, in the middle of nowhere, agricultural land, say, where, where you're not allowed to build on it, be classed as green belt. Mm-hmm. So you can put, you can only do agricultural uses on there. You could be paying in it around 10, 15,000 pounds per acre. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you could, you could have a piece of land in an urban area within the city mm-hmm. and, 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 and you could be expecting the difference in value per acre could be anywhere from seven, 800,000 pounds an acre, seven, mm-hmm. 800,000. So if you get planning, if you get lucky to get planning for residential and depending on the number of units, but there's a massive difference between agricultural, they're the two extremes. Mm. So people would buy brownfield sites. A brownfield Mm. site is simply like an industry unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's classed as a brownfield site. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, the the planning authority are giving planning consents for change of uses into residential. Mm-hmm. Again, there's there's good money to be made there, but again, it's always about the risk. Mm-hmm. Buying the land, obtain the planning permission, 
and and there's things to consider like decont you know contamination issues, asbestos issues. That's mm. all the other yeah. issues we'll talk about. Yeah. Commercially going down the road. Yeah. But then you talk about to get planning permission, you need a planning consultant. You yeah. need an architect. Mm-hmm. You need transportation reports. But again, going down, I'd like to go down going down down the road. We'll talk about yeah. commercial property and how to do certain projects. I can share some experience and how you can potentially make good money. Mm-hmm. And with a kind of team, a lot of people think, for instance, to get planning permission that you need to go to an architect. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if it's a bit more complicated, you normally go to a planning consultant. Mm-hmm. It's not a architect. And I used to do that myself right at the start of my career. Okay. But when you go into more complicated um, applications, change of uses, you should go to a planning consultant mm-hmm. who are chartered town planners. And really, it's not the architect. The architect tends to do the, do the designs. And would that be the council as well? Would you go to the council? Yeah, I mean, normally you'd 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 appoint. I mean, you'd put a planning application into the local authority. Right, yeah. Um, but then you need your private firms, such as planning consultants, architects, um, to put forward an application. When you put an application in, for instance, a planning application, it is not just a planning. There's so many other factors. There's the environment to consider. Mm. You need environmental reports. You, you need highway reports. You need noise reports. You need contamination reports. So when you get into commercial property, it's a it's a it's a complicated. It's not really complicated. Mm. I think it's just it's a, it's just a bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Getting the right team to, to do the right business to do the right reports. All right, and we need somebody like you to explain this, so you can <laughs> see the amount of shows you're going to have, inshallah, in the future to talk about all of these things because there's a lot to talk about, a lot for our listeners to take on. Uh, but I'm sure they will be ringing the phones, will be ringing very <laughs> hot uh, uh, to to get those questions in and to answer all those things. And some of it is is just so complicated that uh, yes, we we'll have to take it in bite sized and bite sized chunks to understand it. But I'm really so happy that you've come in today given up your time to explain that to us so that we have a much more of a broader overview now of surveying and what to do when we're buying a house evaluations what to think about there Um, and it's definitely opened my eyes and I'm sure a lot of our listeners eyes as well and ears to the issues that might happen and the importance of getting somebody in early and getting that valuation in whether you are buying or selling a house or or property or business or whatever inshallah so listeners, uh, you will be listening to Azar's own show very soon coming up where he'll go to into all of these things in detail, inshallah. And if you have any questions in the meantime, don't forget to ring the studio in on 0121-772-8892 or email info at unityfm.net and you can uh, post your questions in and have a lineup of questions there and he inshallah will be willing and able to answer each one of them inshallah so for this evening's we're going for this evening we're going to have to finish now it was lovely uh, being with you for the hour Jazakallah Khairan uh, Brother Esther for coming in well thank you very much Kathleen nice to meet you and you know and a great show again and a great show as usual as you, you great thank shows. you for giving up your time mashallah <laughs> and doing this to helping the community helping others yeah, you know it's course. I know you've a busy day a busy week and you've given up your time for this so Jazakallah Khairan for this yeah. may Allah reward you yeah. inshallah thank and you. that the information will help others inshallah yeah that's great thanks very much you're Kathleen. welcome inshallah and until so next week listeners have a good week inshallah and look after yourself assalamu alaikum dark night in the sky you cannot see a butterfly look through the window realize 
All you see is for you and I In your dreams, through the nights Every moment that passes by Look to the heavens, hands spread wide Thanking Allah the Most High There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His Messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His Messenger On the path to travel through life There's stones in your way, sharp as a knife Turn to Allah through every strife Patience is key to paradise On this journey you'll realize Trials and tests are all part of life With teary eyes, hands spread wide You thank Allah the Most High There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His Messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His Messenger In moments when you heave a sigh Through all the stress built up high Ease is near, look for the light After your troubles will come the smile You stay strong and do what's right The merciful Lord hears your cries Pray and supplicate through the night He will hear you the most kind There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is his messenger There is no God but Allah Muhammad is his messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam